Welcome to Biohack Your Beauty. I'm your host, Dora Vandekamp, and I'm here to help you find the most powerful beauty biohacks, nutrition principles, lifestyle habits, and spiritual practices for optimal well-being. My mission is to inspire you to discover and embrace your own innate powers of longevity, self-optimization, and radiant vitality. My podcast offers tools to help you discover how to exude inner and outer beauty, how to design a life of deep sensuality, joyful relationships, divine adventures, and freedom from disease. Most of all, I created this podcast to join you in co-creating a better world by standing in our own power and emanating our own authentic beauty. Let's biohack the mind, body, and soul And let's do it together. Some people have a magical spark about them that compels you to want to be around them. An allure that evokes a desire to share in their knowledge and an energy that excites and motivates. Saadi Simone is such a person. His early life struggles with anxiety and depression fueled a lifelong fascination with personal transformation. Saw is passionate about researching and integrating the intersection of ancient wisdom and modern science. Saw has lived in ashrams, monasteries, and retreat centers around the world, from Kopan Monastery in Nepal to Omega Institute in New York. He has even studied with experts such as His Holiness the Dalai Lama. Sa has created a cohesive philosophy for optimal health and well-being. He's inspired thousands of individuals to create successful and healthy lives, and he has created a career around helping people to live in alignment and achieve their highest potential, clear their minds, energize their bodies, and balance their souls. In this interview, we touch on so many subjects, depression, suicide, addiction, but also transformation, empowerment, authenticity, and how to have the courage to love yourself for who you really truly are. Today's show has been brought to you by one of the most amazing technologies that is out there to help your body regenerate cells. Biophoton Services provides a revolutionary approach to how the body is healed. It's a holistic method that addresses the physical, mental, and emotional elements of well-being. So Biophoton Services utilizes an advanced biophoton resonance filter that is able to recalibrate the body's own light emissions, also known as biophotons, that govern the health of each cell. This process is done by measuring the meridians on the hands and toes, looking for disturbances correlated to the organ. Chaotic light, known as blockages, can be neutralized and coherent light can be amplified, ultimately restoring the foundation of the client's health so they regain the capacity for self-healing. In today's world, we are exposed to many forms of toxicity, including environmental pollutants such as GMOs, chemicals, heavy metals, and electromagnetic radiation, which we talk a lot about on the show. And these all inhibit the body's immune system to self-govern and communicate. Biophoton therapy is non-invasive and regenerates healthy cells from the inside out. 
So I'm very excited to bring you this interview with Saadi Simone, and it's also kind of exciting because his book drops tomorrow. Its release date is literally tomorrow, August 7th, 2018. So I'm actually really excited because today you can pre-order the book, tomorrow you can order the book on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. It's pretty amazing. It's called 5-Minute Daily Meditations, Instant Wisdom, Clarity, and Calm. I give it five stars. I know you will too. So go ahead and take a peek. Go on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. And without further ado, here is our interview with Sa Simone. Welcome to the show, Sa. How are you doing? How's your summer going? Thank you so much for having me. I'm well, my love. I'm well. I just got back from a run and then I had a new client that wants to to join uh, my program. So I needed to talk to her briefly before we got on here. So I went for a sweaty run, Good. which I love when it's so hot outside and, and going for a run. It makes me feel so like the bliss molecules. It's yes. like full power. And you're in New York and New York summers are beautiful. Yes. Where are you? I'm in California. Aye, we have beautiful okay. summers too, but it's different. It's like more breezy where I am. In New York, it's like hot and sweaty. Oh, it's sticky, honey. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good. It's like sexy sweaty, you know? Yes. You said the words. Yeah. It's sexy yeah. sweaty. <laughs> so, um... I know you have an accent. I can hear that. Where is that accent? Yeah, um, I'm originally from Brazil. Okay. Ooh, yeah. talk about yeah. sexy, sweaty. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, but where I grew up in Brazil was never really hot. In Paraná, Londrina, it was in the south. So it was never like hot, like Florida, the place, first place I moved to in, in America. Um, and my mom is Italian. My dad's Lebanese. So a lot of mix. You know, Ooh, my mom's Italian too, and so oh, that means sweet. you've got a fiery, fiery aspect about you, probably. Oh yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> and you know, Florida. So I lived in Boca. Um, so where did you live in Florida? Did you live in Southern Ooh, Florida? Ah. Florida. <laughs> in Florida, I lived in Tampa. Okay. For a while uh, until I was 19, from 16 to 19. And when I could, I got the fuck out of uh -huh. there because I was just like reinforcing my trauma every step of the way. Really? Um, and then I left and then I lived back in Florida in 2013 for like six months. And yeah, in Madeira Beach. In where? Madeira Beach. Oh, okay. I don't even know where that yeah. is. Super cute little tiny little island outside of St. Petersburg. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And then you came to New York. Not yet. I left Tampa. I went to Los Angeles. Oh. And in LA is when I started to be like, mm, honey, what's really good? What's up? What up? <laughs> So I was wearing green contacts. I had a pink mohawk. I was wearing so much makeup. I was I was like a rainbow walking down the streets. Oh, I was I really discovering it. myself. Yeah. That's so cool. So yeah, it's funny actually, Los Angeles, because I lived there for a while too. And it's uh, amazing what a, I don't know, it's like a city of transformation. For a lot of people, it's kind of like catalyst. A hundred percent. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us about your 
path of transformation? Where did it start and how did that grow into who you are now? Thank you so much. Maybe like into a little uh, Yeah, so living in LA, um, I got heavy into drugs. I was uh, I was doing cocaine pretty regularly and uh, I was living in a studio apartment with four friends. So I'm going to give it a full lowdown and I'll try to keep it short so we can... Uh, we can talk about other things, but I think this is a big question that everybody's very interested on. Um, it's the path of how I've gone from fashion to, to transformational coaching and meditation in this space, right? So being in LA was me rediscovering myself, getting to know myself at a deeper level and really giving myself the permission to be me. Uh, growing up, I never had permission to be me. Uh, my dad never said the word, I love you. He said it now in 31 years, four times. And two of those, he was drunk. Wow. My mom was like an overly attached mother. So she was always smothering us. It was always like, hello, how are you? Good, right? And it was never like that space to say, hey, I'm not good. I'm actually having a really hard time. Yeah. And I don't know who to talk to. And it's weird to be queer, uh, to, to strange, because no one's educated us. And that is fine to be who you are. It's totally okay, right? Uh, and being an immigrant in the United States of America, there's so much fear revolving around that, especially at, at the early stages of being here, not speaking the language and, and all that. So being in L.A. was like the freedom, catalyst of freedom, right? And, and the drugs were really, uh, it were, you know, at, at that point, they were a, liber- a form of liberation. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, were, they were highly, um, um, they were a practice. They were almost like a spiritual practice. Um, and it, people might feel like contradicting when I say this, but the reality is it, they, they helped me open myself up and have confidence in who I really was mm-hmm. and who I really am. Um, so I was out and about every night of the week, you know, really exploring myself sexually and having so many different crazy encounters. Uh, I never really had a real job. You know, the only job, the only real job I had, there were a couple, but one that's kind of memorable was at a porn shop on Santa Monica Boulevard, and I got fired um, for various reasons. <laughs> so I was always very curious about what was, what's happening in here, but I never had the communication. I never had the vocabulary to be like, I want to know what's going on inside of me, and I need some space to like have this witness perspective. And I, I didn't have friends who could give me that perspective, who could give me that. So the drugs were my gateway uh, into the self-discovery, to being contemplative and reflective with with think with uh, with myself, and then being in LA, um, it was it was quite tragic the way it all happened. But a friend of mine went to prison, and another one moved back to Los to to excuse me, not Los Angeles, moved back to Zurich in Switzerland, and I decided to move to New York. And then my my friend who is now back in Los Angeles, uh, him and I didn't talk for a while because a lot of things happened. Like I got kicked out of a moving car. I hurt somebody really painfully. A really close friend of mine, we've amended now. Uh, and I've asked for forgiveness and he's forgiven me and I've forgiven him. Uh, but just really, it was, it was just dark time, really dark, really ruthless. But it was a catalyst of the transformation. It was a, the beginning of it all. Uh, and not transforming, becoming emotionally intelligent and spiritually aware, but just as an identity the identity crisis started to unravel. I was like more myself, you know, uh, which I think is the, the foundation for transformation is honoring uh, who you are 
without you having to say a word, you know, just being as you walk into a room, what you bring into the room, that is what I'm talking about. So then moving to New York within, uh, I moved to New York when I was 21, within a couple of years, I had this idea of starting this magazine called Bullet Magazine and uh, it became quite popular within the first issue. First issue, we had Cindy Crawford on the cover, Mike Ruffalo on the back cover. And, you know, we've worked with everybody you can think of from Pharrell to uh, Elizabeth Olsen to Blake Lively to James yeah. Franco. And I mean, you name it. I've, I've worked with over 300 people in the course of my uh, almost four years at the magazine. Um, and towards the end of me being at the magazine, I, uh, and I say the end because I was bought out out of the magazine that I started by my investor slash best friend. Yeah, so it was very painful, <laughs> to say imagine. the least. <laughs> it was hard as fuck. And it was so painful because I actually overheard a conversation. It wasn't told to my face. Um, so I actually made the choice of being bought out by what I had heard in a conversation, you know? And then I start writing, I leave New York, leave everything behind, move to Florida. Are you with me? Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> thank you. And I leave New York, I go to Florida, and in Florida, I start writing about this transformation, but from a spiritual perspective. Like, I was like, oh, I'm changing how I'm eating, and it's, I'm feeling this way. I'm meditating for two minutes. And I'm feeling, ooh, all the feels, uh-huh. you know, I'm exercising and like I'm boosting these neurochemicals and I actually can feel them. Um, I'm interested in, in vertical gardening and I'm interested in, in social rights and I'm interested in queer rights and I'm interested in, in good politics and I'm interested in all the ways that the world is changing and that we can be part of the, this transformation, right? Oh, I forgot a big part of the story, actually. Oops, we need to pause. (laughs) Before Florida, Uh I went to Berlin. Uh In Berlin is where I sat around the breakfast table. I tell the story so often that sometimes I forget the parts. And sometimes I focus on one main part. I'm I'm trying to give you the whole scope, okay? Yes, we want the whole scope. scope. Thank you, my love. Mm -hmm. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) So, in Berlin, I sat around this breakfast table. Uh, and why I went to Berlin? Because I went to visit my friend who I lived with in Zurich, who was the first hippie I ever knew, the first person who spoke about the heart language ever. And at that point, I wasn't really sure what she was talking about, but being around her made me feel good. So fast forward to when she left back to Zurich, I was like, I need to go see her. I'm, my life is in shambles. I had already been dealing with bipolar uh, depression and anxiety. Uh, and at that point, I've only contemplated suicide once when I was uh, in my uh, mid-teens. And um, I went to see her. She's like, you need to come to Berlin. You need to meet this crew of people. So we go to Berlin. We meet this crew of people. And this crew of people, we're talking about healing. We're talking about transformation. They're talking about meeting their gurus and swimming in a sacred river and, and uh, drinking antigenic medicine and fundraising for an NGO in Tibet. And I was like excuse me, I got to get the fuck out of here. Give me a cigarette. I'm going to go for a walk. Uh Y'all crazy. Bye. (laughs) So I go for a walk. Things started to land. All these ideas, all these concepts that I had never heard of world peace. I would watch that on TV and I'm like, honey, I got to go back to my, to my life. Like y'all do that. I'm here looking fabulous, 
you know, doing my thing. I got nothing to do with that. And then things started to land. Oh my God, during the magazine, we're spending a quarter of a million dollars every three months to sell things to people who don't need anything else, to get people to, to explore themselves with things that don't lead to less desires, but more craving. And everything was just like, oh my God, it all just started to land in a whole new way. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. So this wave of guilt started to come up. But I was able to land back at that breakfast table and be like, just listening and feeling awkward as fuck. Feeling awkward, feeling like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And the remorse and the residue and all the coming up. And I was just like, oh, uh. but that was the catalyst for coming to Florida later and then writing this blog called Oracle Talk. And the blog, within six months, we had 2.5 million unique visitors on the website within six months because we had that sass with me and my brother blogging about it. And my brother is a full-time model, musician, writer, and now he works in a political campaign. He's one of the smartest people I know. And I'm coming there with just my sass, right? Let's talk about the stuff. I'm doing the work. I got some money right now, so I have time to practice. I have time to live here and do the work. Da, da, da. And everything started to like land, 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 click, 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 click. A few things started to like, hmm, okay. Maybe this is the direction I need to be going in. At least writing about it. At least being like a, a platform for it. And then as time went by, we started to get these viral stories. And then Oracle, the tech company, is like, honey, I need that name because you're coming up on Google way too much. So you either give me that name or we're going to go to court. I was like, bitch, take the motherfucking name. So I sell that name. I close the website. That's when I go to India. I buy a one-way ticket to India. I do a 10-day silent retreat in the spring of 2014. In the fall of 2014, I do a 30-day silent retreat. And that was when I was broke open. Like, explosion happened. From going from like neurotic, obsessive, thinking to completely psychotic, thinking my parents had died, leaving the monastery, coming back, packing my bags, unpacking my bags, paying a month to let me use the phone, drinking Diet Coke and eating a bag of Oreos, smoking a motherfucking cigarette inside the monastery and not giving a fuck, to going full fever, full body fever mode because of the, 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 the level that I was like believing my thoughts to really dark stuff, really, really dark, really dark to the point that um, I was just contemplating some really dark shit. And then I had the honor of meeting my, my spiritual master uh, three times. And he's like, yo, bitch, you got a mission here. <laughs> so pull it together, pull the motherfucking together mm-hmm. and go back out there. Yeah. I was like, I'm not done. I need more healing. Oh my God. So I don't actually leave. I was like, he's like, you're going to come back in 20 years and then you're not leaving for now. Go. Um, but I don't really leave. I go, I leave Nepal and I go to India to meet my sister because she was just finishing her first uh, silent retreat with her teacher. And I spent almost another six months in India um, and in India. And then I, I go to, I go back to Nepal. I work with the kids there on this orphanage, on this uh, drug awareness program, teaching kids about drugs. Uh, it's not cool. It doesn't lead to liberation, honey. <laughs> and that's fine. On the contrary, on the contrary, it leads to more 
you know, to, to a life of, of a lot of suffering. And, and then I went to Indonesia, to Bali, and then to Thailand and to Europe. And I was just hopping around, you know, for almost three years, um, studying with different teachers, different traditions. And then I came back to New York. I came back to New York State. Uh, and I was teaching at the Omega Institute, the happiness equation. Uh, for six weeks, and that was that was summer of 2016. So I've been back sharing the Dharma, sharing what I've learned, all the practices that helped me transform my life, to transform my mind, to open my heart, to be of service uh, for two years now in July. Wow. So, so um, with your with silent retreat, silent. How, did that how did that make you really go inside? Like, what was that like? How do you even stay still for that long? That must make you, like, bring up Crazy. things you don't even remember, subconscious things coming up. And this is exactly what happened. Uh, I had enough silence to hear the internal chaos. I had enough silence to be able to notice and see and get to know my broken pieces. Um, but it was the hardest. I, 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 sent a, I sent a newsletter every week um, on, on Wednesday or Thursdays. And last week I sent a newsletter about the book. It was like the third hardest thing I've ever done uh, was writing the book, right? First was overcoming suicide, suicide depression. Uh, and the second was going on a 30-day meditation retreat. And um, I'm still integrating what the experience was, to be honest, you know. Um, it was really... I mean, it's the amount of the amount of uh, silence that you get, and also in this sacred space, and like you're in the Himalayan mountains in Nepal, with the with the realized master who is a saint who has dedicated their whole his whole life and lineage to being of service to the world. So the moment you enter to someone's presence like that, the moment you are in their bubble or in their field, you immediately get this boom, like. All of a sudden, it's like, huh, all right. You know, the inner critic shuts off and you get this opportunity to, like, witness the chaos with a little bit of space. And during those 30 days of being there, I had all these, I'm going to use a metaphor for this, right? So I had all these, like, open books of all these chapters of my life that were unfinished, that were broken, that were filled with shame and and anger and, and rage and guilt and I mean so much broken pieces and all these books are in my face and all of a sudden I was able to look at the book be like okay honey I learned from you thank you close each of these books close each of these books and then I was able to walk over to this bookshelf and put them there so all of a sudden I had the space to be me and I had space to, to see the bookshelf I had space to witness my memories from a completely different point of view, I had space to change the relationship I had with my memories in a completely new way. Because as you know, we either work with our memories and we make them work for us or we're trapped by them or our whole lives become just a reoccurring reactivity cycle of when they arise, the feeling in our body and we react from that, right? So for me, it was um, the 30 day was physically challenging. But what I did is I bought a jumping uh, rope and I would skip rope every morning on the roof of my building at 4.30 in the morning uh, for 30 minutes before we started class at 5.30 in the morning. And, and then I'll go for a run in the afternoon. 
you know, I was doing everything I could to like be there present, but still the, the hearing things that you never heard before being a presence of these realized things that we've, I had never been before close to a saint in that proximity. Um, and then, and then just hearing like how clear the, the Mahayana Buddhist Tibetan Buddhist tradition of Buddhism is and how they can talk about the, the, about suffering, about the mind, about the heart, about world peace and compassion in such a simple way that I was like, Ugh. and then we did a, a death meditation, three days of dying through guided visualization practice and oh my God, everyone became physically sick, literally. Wow. What that does to put yourself in that space, right? It's, it, I mean, you just remember the miracle of, of it is that you and I get to speak right now. How epic is that? Yeah. That we're both alive in this yeah. moment. It's like, oh my God, uh -huh. you know? Um, so yeah, it was the hardest thing, but I also don't think silent retreats is for everybody. Mm -hmm. I think um, you have to figure out your support system, you know, who you work with, your psychiatrist, your psychologist, your, your life coach, um, what they think, your psychoanalyst, if you think that's a good idea for you, because unless you have help, you're going to just re-traumatize yourself, right? Um, that was a, well, that's what I was in, in, my, in my cards. That was what it was for me to do. But ask your support system before you jump into something like this because um, it's quite dangerous to get to know your mind by yourself. How do you find the right support system? Because there's people who have never had a coach, they've never had a counselor, and they might be scared to ask a psychotherapist or a psychologist because they don't want to use, you know, prescription medication or maybe they're, I mean, it's, there's a lot of fear. It's a lot of pain to deal with childhood trauma because that's comes up you know so how do you find the right person to guide you through that well thank you so much for this question i have full body chills right now <sighs> that's a big question my love that's a huge question and the chills are still going um i would say make a list and ask if you can speak to them for 15 minutes ask if you can have a complimentary 15 minute call with everybody and get to know who they are, you know? Like, find out how, how truly they've opened themselves up, how much that they've really done the work on themselves. And I'm not asking for a, a perfect person because that doesn't exist. I'm not asking you to find a guru because that's an old paradigm. Uh, there's far in between that you meet these saints, these rare opportunities to sit at these, with these people, right? Um, but I would just add, make a list of people you'll see on Instagram that you resonate with their message. They're open about their truth. They're open about their suffering. It's, they're open about their transformation. And make a list of the psychoanalysts, contemplative psychotherapists, psychiatrists that have a holistic point of view, right? And know that you can't just treat the human mind. You have to treat the body. You have to treat the heart. You have to look at the whole scope as a whole being, you know? Um, but ask them all for a 15-minute call. So I'm really considering jumping on the board with you, but I want to just hear your voice. Can I just connect with you for 15 minutes? You're right. Like you have to feel it. It's intuitive. It's, it's like a feeling of knowing. Part of that feeling is knowing when you're ready. And I think that when you find the right person, it's like a sign. You're ready. You know, you're ready to move through. And we're Oof. always moving through. It never really... <laughs> 
You're never done. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Which is yeah, beautiful. So That's life. You know, life is all about that. So how do you cultivate the courage to go within and to go deeper into working through that? Because that courage is something that's a huge part of that facing, facing the childhood trauma or facing any kind of trauma that you've been through. First step is courage, right? And thank you so much for, for acknowledging that. And for everyone listening, that's the first step is having the courage. Um, I really didn't really have a choice. You know, I was at such a, I was at the bottom of the pit for so long that I was, I was contemplating really dark things. And then I just was like, I need, I need a way out. I need to see what's up. Um, and I just didn't want to live like that anymore. I didn't want to walk every step of the way and have the inner critic. Ju- I, I didn't have, want to have that vicious nagging voice in my head talking shit about everything I did, you know, holding me back keeping me stuck, you know, and I didn't want to be judging everybody at every step of the way too. I didn't want to have this constant comparing, competing mindset with everyone and everything all the time. And I didn't want to have this nagging, painful and physiological pain in my body. It was in my chest. And how crazy is this, honey? I went to multiple doctors and I would get x-rays on the regular because I was convinced that I have a, I have a tumor, honey. I have a tumor in my chest. Mm. Just tell me, motherfucker, tell me I'm ready. <laughs> But nobody would tell me. They're like, bitch, you're stressed out. Mm. You're anxious. Mm. And I didn't, it would never land. It would never land because I'm fine. Mm-hmm. I smoke a cigarette, I'm fine. I smoke a joint, I'm good. I have a glass of wine, I'm good, you know? Until the point was like, I'm tired of living this way. Yeah. I don't want to feel like, like shit all the time. You know, I don't want to be in this perpetual suffering and craving and clinging and with my whole life. Yeah. Because that a lot of those things like that, that glass of wine or that joint like you know they can be nice sometimes but a lot of times we are suppressing we're suppressing snaps for you honey slay yep exactly truth truth bomb yeah so you touched on this a little bit but that personal transformation it's not just about one aspect there's so many aspects so there's you know taking care of your body as well as your mind so how does taking care of your body complement taking care of your mind and your soul massive thank you for that my love so we know that in the human body there's three brains right some people say there's two brains but the reality scientific research is three so we have this brain we have the heart brain and we have the gut brain so the gut brain is the way to work with the gut brain is to treat the microbiome right is to get is to eat 70 percent plant-based foods it's to eat 50% raw foods, it's to look on the scale of 21 meals out of seven days and make sure that you're only having one or two max of three cheat meals. It's to cutting out sugar from your life completely. Mm. Is cutting out gluten. You know, unless you're in or unless you are in Italy or in France or you're in Morocco or in, in wherever the fuck that is not in America and you're not <laughs> eating gluten, you know, here. Uh, or in Germany, delicious bread there. Oh my God, I never got sick. I never felt sick mm-hmm. mentally or physically yeah. by eating those delicious pieces of bread, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and eating the daily probiotic supplement, taking turmeric supplement, you know, taking apple cider vinegar, uh, really taking care of your gut. You got to change how you eat because people say, my intuition is telling me to do this. I'm like, bitch, your gut's inflamed. You're listening to an inflammatory voice yes. because scientific research shows that 
um, something that I read quite recently that I was kind of blown away is that the vagus nerve, which is the largest nerve bone in the human body, uh, is also known by UC Berkeley, the University of California, close to you, I think, um, that they say that the vagus nerve is the love nerve that connects all the major organs in the body. Uh, they say that the vagus nerve firing with the microbiome is what intuition is reflected in the, in the mind. Wow. So if you want to have clear intuition, you got to clean your gut. If you are a high vision, if you are entering to the high vision, which is, means you're from your mind and your body to be of benefit to all beings and yourself first, you got to change how you eat. No matter how much meditation, how much uh, yoga and, and running and whatever the fuck, it doesn't matter. If you're not changing how you eat, if your food, if you're not spiritualizing every part of your life, mm. then, then take a break, sister, because you're not doing the work. Mm. And then the next step to it is to, uh, to exercise the, the, the heart brain is to have compassion, you know, open that vocabulary of self-love, of compassion for all beings and for yourself and meditate on the suffering of all beings, meditate on your suffering, meditate on, on the happiness of all, you know, and, and breathe deeply so you can make sure that the heart variables, that the way the heart is beating is matching, that the, is uh, in more synergy with the, with the breath, has more synergy with the brain, you know, and how you change the brain is how you, is cognitive reframe, right? How do you change the neuropathies in the brain is to uh, change the way you talk to yourself. So get very clear about that. You know, if you start, if you're brushing your teeth in the morning and you're already giving yourself a hard time, that's when you know. Look yourself in the mirror and say, I'm good. I'm good, honey. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Until it sinks in. Yeah. You know, it sounds like a little brainwashing, a little automatic, but guess what? You have been an automatic. You have been an autopilot and you need to pivot. You need to change the channel if you want to go into the next level. I love that. And I love that you talked about the heart brain because it is so powerful in our inner beauty and our outer beauty is compassion. It is everything. It's everything. It's just having love for everybody and knowing that everybody has their own path and everybody's got good days and bad days. But just sending love constantly makes you a more beautiful person inside and out. So I know we're limited on time. So I want to ask yes. first about your book. Tell us about your book because I know it's coming out next uh, month yes. and I want to hear about yes. it. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, it was when I was asked to write this book in January, I was freaking the fuck out, you know, because when they wrote me that email, the imposter syndrome kicked in so much. And I was like, who is this other Simone person that you're talking about? Who that? You know, I was like, ooh, who is this? And then... I started to really land and notice that storyline as I was doing such, you know, uh, large scale things. I was, I've been navigating that imposter syndrome. And then I wrote the book and I got to know how in 365 ways, how meditation has transformed my life. And that was just like a legendary, epic, historical, full body landing moment for me, you know? Uh, so the book comes out August 7th, is in pre-sales right now, which is the most important time for the book. Uh, it's, the book is called Five Minute Daily Meditation, Instant Clarity, Wisdom, um, and Calm, right here. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> oh yes. Gosh. So every day you open up the book to the day that you buy the book and you have a, a different practice. So for instance, today is July 3rd, right? Uh, and it's super beautifully well designed. You know, it's, it matches my brand a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so loving kindness meditation on humanness. So that we're talking about this in exactly what you said, which is 
so perfect. <laughs> so we start by resting your attention and the feeling of the breath in the body. And then gently repeating these phrases. So the simple thing you can do is just bring your attention to the tip of your nose and, and just feel the breath at the tip of your nose. And then repeat these phrases gently in your mind. May I learn to embrace my humanness. May you learn to embrace your humanness. May we learn to embrace our humanness. Now notice how you feel. And repeat this meditation, practice throughout your day to gently remind yourself of our common humanity. And humanness and humanity simply means our benevolence, our love, our goodness, our inherent, which is what our inherent truth yeah. is made up of. And I truly felt that. That is what you feel when you see someone else's humanness and you feel that that's that's love that's real love so oh, i'm excited well i'll be getting it i'm very excited to read it and check it out i know everybody will you, love. and i'll put the link on there and please we'll sure do yes out right before the uh, book comes out so that people can pre-order it thank you my love i really yeah, appreciate that, that. Yeah. what are your top three beauty biohacks Ooh, good one. Uh, I know you sleep. have some because you're beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> sleep. 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 Wash your face before I go to bed every night for sure. Mm -hmm. And stop eating dairy and sugar. Mm. You want to have good skin? Stop eating dairy and sugar. Mm. You know? And I also work with someone called Alexis Robertson um, in Boston. And she is my skin guru. Um, I've done a vampire facial with her and it transformed my life. I've had really terrible acne my whole life. And I the, the scars are almost there. It's so crazy to see the transformation, you know? Um, and she can tell you more about, I can ask her for the, the, the list of products that we work with. But if you, you have to do those things, right? You have to sweat every day. You have to sleep well. You have to meditate and you have to eat your greens. And you got to cut out the sugar, honey. Yeah. So that's my beauty regimen. But I guess that the three non-negotiables is the sleep, is the no sugar, and is washing your face at night before bed. What do you wash your face with? It's this thing from, um, let me see if I can get it. I'm going to go get you the thing. Yeah, Hold on a second. I'm on my underwear. Oh, that's Barbie. okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm in my sweats. You can't see, but <laughs> we're just comfortable uh, It's here. called Revision. Okay, Revision. Yeah. All revision right. Skincare. It is not a natural line of products because I don't live in a natural city. Mm -hmm. I live in a concrete jungle of New York, so I got to work with, with it, yeah. uh, you know? Yeah. But everything, I, everything else I put into my body, I make sure that it is um organic yeah. it is plant-based i drink mm -hmm. a lot of water to offset the chemicals that i ended up having to wash my face with mm -hmm. but uh, wherever you are in your journey honey find what works for you yes absolutely very good words i love that so what is your personal definition of beauty you gotta feel good you know like if you feel good you're gonna look good 
You know, it's just like that's it literally is that connection. And I also define beauty as as grace. I also define beauty as like these moments of connection because beauty is is like godly, you know, and I don't I don't use the word godly. Um but I just mean godly as in something where you can really you know connect with this grand scale of things that is so magical you know so beauty is magic too yeah it is beautiful words i love it and where can people find you i know they can find you on instagram shaking your booty because you love to dance (laughs) (laughs) yes yes uh on instagram at sadisimone.com so it's s-a-h-d-s-i-m-o-n-e uh, and you could also find me on uh, my website, www.sadesimone.com. Uh, I would love your support with uh, the book, you know, getting it out there, having uh, a place of refuge for you to go to every day for you to reconnect with your heart, for you to drop from the mind into your heart within five minutes. It's the, the, the way the book has been uh, written for you. And where can people pre-order it? On Amazon. On Amazon, okay. Shaping worldwide. I mean, on Barnes and Noble, you can you can pre-order it too. Uh, but I want to get more people to the Amazon page because we've been number one new release on Amazon for a week already. Wow. So I want to keep that momentum going. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll put the link in the show notes so everybody can thank have my access love. to it. Yay! Thank you so much. This was so much fun. Thank you so much, my love. Literally, You're amazing. Thank you. I appreciate I appreciate you holding space and asking me such profound questions. Thank you so much. May you be well. And I hope to see you in person soon. Yes, I'm sure we will get to connect soon. I know it. I can feel it. Me too. (laughs) Thank you. Blessings. Ciao. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed interviewing Sa. It was really fun. So I do really want to encourage you to share this podcast with your friends and your family, people you love, strangers on the bus, anyone and everyone can benefit from one of these episodes because there's so much info. So please feel free to share and please encourage people to subscribe. I also wanted to share that I created a Facebook page for listeners of the show because I wanted to have a safe and fun space for everybody to share thoughts about the show, questions that they have about the show or about beauty or health or wellness or biohacking, and also just to create this community because there's so many amazing people that listen to the show and I would love for all of you to connect and share your experiences share your wisdom tell me who you want on the show share your do-it-yourself beauty biohacks whatever you want just please find the show it's biohack your beauty listener community on facebook and i hope to see you on there i'm on there so i hope to connect with you on there you can also connect with me on instagram and now we are on spotify so if you have friends who have been wanting to listen but have an android go ahead and encourage them to download the show on spotify thank you so much have a beautiful week